Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. Now, I wouldn't be making this episode because I've been up all night once again, and also I have a trivia game that I'll probably lose. Because, you know, if you remember a half a year ago or something, I actually went to one of these trivia games and won there, so I'm getting off to one of the playoff rounds, so to speak. But uh, I'm busy dealing with the war, and there's many people who are doing this for life and whatnot. But uh, I'm not talking to you right now because of that thing. I'm recording this while in my weird state because, well, we have some news. Uh, first of all, you're going to get an article about this in Foreign Policy magazine because that's what I've been doing all night long. But um, I just wanted to give some info for you as well. Igor Girkin, you see, our best buddy, the person in Russia whom we all respect and love and who's been with this show since day one and before that is like our best nemesis, the person who's a war criminal who's been like you know, accused and trialed already and sentenced to life in prison by The Hague because of his role of MH17 bombings. Yeah, he's been arrested in Russia. He has been arrested in, in Russia, and that's been very weird because um, out of all the things that he would be probably charged for, he was charged for um, extremism, objectively yelling at people and calling for extremist actions. And that's a that's a very old, like blatant, stupid, stupid thing because... He has done a lot of stuff that would be um, unimaginable to us normal people, and he's done a lot of horrible things, but calling for extremist action? Yeah, he hasn't done that one. That's the issue here. That's the bizarro situation that he's now gone there. He was like an unlikely, unlikely figure anyways. He used to fight and he used to do a lot of things. He was in Transnistria War and both Chechen Wars and everything. And that was just unimaginable that something could happen to him. Or at least so thought the, the whole of these people who were over there in Russia. The problem is he used to be an FSB officer and everything. And now he uh, he basically was just picked up from his home. His wife posted on Telegram that Igor Girkin has been arrested and charged with criminal charges for this extremism and everything. And um, that was just stunning. Again, not to get into much details, but um, he got these news just after after Kvachkov, the crazy guy that I spoke about last episode, after he got arrested and uh, put sort of, you know, his trial was postponed. But these are not administrative charges that Girkin is facing. Those are criminal charges with, like, actual consequences in prison sentence. Girkin, by the way, in meanwhile, in his court, he stated that he wants a house arrest, but that didn't happen. He was sentenced to go to jail, and now he's going to go and uh, basically, basically going to go through a lot of situation there. He, however, you know, have to remind you about him. He also started the whole war. And I quote, there was this ultra-conservative magazine, Zavtra, or Tomorrow, and in the fall of 2014, he said the following, quote, I'm the one who put the trigger on the war. Our detachment started up the flywheel of the war that's still ongoing. See, Girkin, Stelkov, as he wants to be called, but I'm not going to give him this, this thing, is a former war reenactment enthusiast, and a veteran of the Yugoslav wars of the 90s, as well as both Chechen wars and also Transnistria. He then went on to work for Russia's Federal Security Service, the FSB, but uh, he became infamous 
in the fall of 2014 as the commander of a Russian-backed unit that seized administrative buildings in Slovyansk and other cities in eastern Ukraine. From May, for, from May to August 2014, Strelkov served as the so-called defense minister of the self-proclaimed Donetsk People's Republic, but he quit after a series of defeats at the front. After that, Strelkov was no longer actively involved in the combat. He went back to Russia where he helped veterans of the Donbass and he launched a YouTube channel and later a Telegram channel, which I read constantly and at once he even debated Alexei Navalny. According to a lot of sources close to Putin's administration, Strelkov was forced to leave Donbass in part because of a feud with presidential aide Vladislav Surkov. In 2013, Surkov, the former head of Putin's domestic policy team, became Putin's personal advisor on issues related to Ukraine, among, well, a bunch of other things. And after Russia annexed Crimea in 2014 and provoked war in eastern Ukraine, Surkov began to supervise the People's Republics in the Donbass. The Kremlin's belief was that Donetsk and Luhansk People's Republics should become centers of Russian influence in Ukraine, and Surkov was put in charge of the project. He was unsuccessful in Kremlin's eyes, though, and Putin fired him in 2020. Strelkov repeatedly criticized Surkov for his involvement in negotiating the Minsk agreements, which sought to end the Donbass war. Strelkov went so far to, as to call Surkov a member of the party of treason who had betrayed Donbass residents. However, one of Surkov's acquaintances who spoke to, me, to, spoke to Medusa, my colleagues there, on the condition of anonymity, said that the former presidential advisor did not oppose Strelkov. And there's other sources who agree. According to one of them, Strelkov was chucked out of the Donbass by FSB agents who considered him uncontrollable. Their belief arose from the fact that Strelkov made direct verbal attacks on a Putin aide, but from his involvement in shooting um, down a passenger jet or Donbass. That's the thing, he really shot things. And you know, in November 2022, a court in the Netherlands sentenced Girkin and two other defendants to life in prison. The court declared Strelkov a war criminal, making him guilty in the downing of Malaysia Airlines Flight 17, the famous MH17, in the Donetsk region. The flight was en route from Amsterdam to Kuala Lumpur on June 16, 2014. All 298 passengers were killed. Over the course of the investigation, experts concluded that the airplane had been shot down by a Buk anti-aircraft missile system that had belonged to Russia's 53rd Anti-Aircraft Missile Brigade. And uh, that's one of the darkest things that I've actually made an episode about. They were based in Kursk. The book missile system was transported into the DNR territory in the night before the plane was shot down and then it was sent back to Russia shortly after the missile was fired. The Netherlands court held Strelkov responsible for supplying the book system and negotiating with the responsible parties in Moscow, though, obviously, Russia denies any involvement in downing of the plane. Researchers involved with the MH17 case believe that Putin personally authorized the book's delivery. None of the defendants in the case appeared before the court, and the prosecutor expressed doubt that they would ever receive real punishment for the crime, since Russia does not extradite its citizens. No one knows what the future will bring, and for our part, we'll make every effort to arrest them, said the prosecutor. Girkin maintains his innocence and has, not, has been reluctant to comment on the topic. The militia did not shoot down the Boeing, said Strelkov, commenting on the trial in June 2019. After the verdict, he spoke on the radio station... Gavrit Moskva, repeating his earlier remarks and calling the trial illegal and aimed against the enemies of the New World Order. By that point, Girkin has transfor had transformed himself into not only an enemy of the New World Order, but also one of the Kremlin's main critics. 
See, since the beginning of this Russian's full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, Girkin has been a regular commentator on the course of the war and an outspoken critic of Russia's military and political leadership, as you might know because we use him all the time. But uh, to put it more formally, and especially for those who are new here, that's the thing. He often accuses Russian leadership of being insufficiently decisive. The former DNR commander has expressed the belief that Ukraine does not have the right to exist. The criticism became especially harsh following Strelkov's unsuccessful attempt to join the Russian army in October 2022. Several pro-Kremlin Russian so-called war bloggers reported at the time that Strelkov had gone to fight in Ukraine. Ukraine's main intelligence directorate promised $100,000 for his capture. There are several active cases, criminal cases, against Girkin in Ukraine, including ones for terrorism and violating the laws and customs of war, EA being a war criminal. But in early December, Girkin said he would return to Moscow. According to him, he had, in fact, gone to the occupied Donetsk region in October and had even enlisted as a private in one of the Russian proxy units fighting there. But this had allegedly displeased higher command and he fought in secret for two months. Or he just lied. We will never know. After his return, Strelkov announced the creation of this Angry Patriots Club, trademarked in Latvia and all of EU by Kristaps Andresons, owned by the Eastern Border Media Limited. Because, of course, of course, I patented this thing. If you didn't know this before, yeah, I own his name in Latvian, English and Russian and both of his logos. He will never pay me anything, but he cannot now use this to get any money from Europe. And, uh, well, I can. And with that, I can, you know, donate more to Ukraine. That's the thing. But yeah, he formed this. And the, this Angry Patriots Club basically is an informal association which he hoped to turn into an official political movement. Since 2014, Strelkov has made several attempts, all failed, to launch a political career. Pavel Guberev, by the way, also arrested today later on, as he went to protest Girkin's arrest, one of the founders of the self-proclaimed DNR became the club's chairman. He too was arrested, by the way, and just after, after Strelkov, as he went there to protest. The manifesto that I read to you in full, let me remind you something. They wrote that um, on April 17, I think I have an episode that day, it says, we love Russia. Our country is waging a serious war, but waging it ineptly. That's the thing. The document says that incompetent organization on strategic operation and tactical levels has led Russia into a war of attrition. And many more things. Again, you can read the episode for the full thing, but I'll just read some excerpts here of what Girkin actually means. Angry patriots, as part of civil society, took on many functions of the Russian state. First and foremost, we are talking about direct supply and re-equipping of Russian army combat units. We will continue to do this in any situation. We have experience in solving others' problems too. So, they actively support the war effort in Russia. In reality, however, these uh, activities of this Angry Patriots Club, at least the ones that are publicized in the media, because there are others, and you know, you've heard of them, and I've told you about them, mainly boils down to calls to liquidate the Ukrainian state. Girkin has called the current situation at the front humiliating and has blamed primarily Putin. Quote, History has no would-haves. For 23 years, a nobody who had managed to throw dust in the eyes of a significant part of the population has headed the country. And the country will not bear this cowardly mediocrity in power for another six years. And then again, a lot of sources have told that Strelkov's arrest was initiated by high-ranking officials as prophylaxis after Yevgeny Prigozhin's rebellion. See, to the Kremlin's domestic affairs team, 
Girkin was understandable and to some extent even convenient as a release valve for dissatisfaction among small but still notable member of, number of angry patriots, sources say. And uh, the same source emphasized that the Kremlin did not consider Strelkov particularly popular among Russians. He apparently has a base of supporters, but it's, drop, it's a drop in a bucket, not even close to Prigozhin, and he's been publishing for a long time. The source adds that the presidential administration believes the explanation is simple. Strelkov's views are not mainstream, because, you know, Girkin himself refers to himself always as a staunch monarchist. Another source calls Strelkov's arrest logical after all of his statements, saying that he's been barking at everyone for a long time, from the president and defense ministry to Prigozhin. And, you know, a lot of people believe that Strelkov would have been arrested sooner or later. People say that uh, Strelkov was needed first in the Donbass as a we're-not-here presence. Then he wasn't needed. He's too confident. And I do have to agree here. But yeah, I'm going to have a full article on Igor Girkin, Strelkov, on Foreign Policy magazine. Because spent all night writing that stuff. I'm uh, going to go to the trivia game and probably this evening I'm going to I'm going to just edit all this stuff because that's how it works. <laughs> your editor is in American media. You might be surprised. Only point out your mistakes. Also, we had to postpone the episode with uh, my friend Sean because he needs to catch up on the more, some more information. He's a bit shy on that matter, but at least I'll get some sleep tonight. Then the Germans are coming as usual. And we're going to plan our moves, moves further on into Ukraine. And it's going to be great. And I also like to <laughs> like to give a special shout out here as I promised, to Kendra from Texas. Because, you see, apparently, um, when I went to Fort Worth uh, last time, one thing that I really missed was getting one of them Texan cowboy hats. They're really expensive, you know, the authentic ones. And Kendra decided to help me out there, and she's going to send me one, and that makes me so amazing. And Kendra from Texas is just very cute and has beautiful kids, and she's amazing, and she's on our Discord, and I just have to say thank you. And uh, yeah, if, if you're listening to this and you want to, you know, maybe if you can, maybe send me some snacks from, from your country or something, I'd be happy to have them because I like tasting foreign stuff and everything. And yeah, and I'll send you back something as well. But um, it's just very cute. It, it really feels nice, you know, that when someone does something nice to you. And I try to do something nice to you as well, guys. And uh, finally, if you want to become our patron, you can jo- jo- join patreon.com slash the eastern border or click the donate button on the eastern border LV webpage. But, you know, this is not about that. For one, uh, we're going to be making another movie night with our patrons. Again, this is why I've advertised a bit, but I'm terrible at monetizing. Yeah, uh, you can join that and we're going to be watching, I think on 23rd, yeah, I think at 23rd at 11 p.m. Latvia time, we will be watching uh, Red Dawn, the original one. It's going to be great which I hope that, uh, you know, I won't suffer too much because we will be we'll be asking a lot of questions to mostly Americans. It's going to be great. But yeah, I'll be off to have a bit of a nap because I have a trivia game to play at, like I told you. And uh, yeah, I'll obviously publish the Foreign Policy magazine thing because I believe that this whole situation shows Girkin's weakness. One thing that I can tell you about this stuff is that Putin's just being paranoid after this events, these events with Prigozhin and all this stuff. And I think he's just kicking at it all the time and he's afraid of everything. So there are two scenarios that are possible right now. Either he like knocks out all the opposition that he has, 
you know, liberal position is gone, emigrated or whatever, but he has these turbo patriots there. So either he's going to piss them off to the point where they start hating Putin, or he's just going to turn everything into North Korea. It's a bit weird, but, uh, you know, like I said, I hate Igor Girkin with terrible passion. But, you know, at this point, it's a meme. I really have to kind of take a look at the guy. I really want to interview him someday. But yeah, that's about it. Thank you, comrades. Do svidanja, tovarishi. As always, remember, happiness is mandatory. See ya.